And I would like to very warmly welcome you to the second episode of the Bollywood Dose. Now, um, I guess my last podcast was very long, I must say, once I added all the music into it. It got to about like an hour and like six, seven-ish minutes. And um, yeah, I applaud you guys for sticking through it. And so this is episode two. Now in this episode... I am going to be look at, looking at news and gossip, and also there's going to be a review of Airlift. Now, I watched Airlift on Tuesday. Now, I watched it on Republic Day. Uh, in Australia, it was Australia Day, so yeah. Um, I really like the movie, I must say. I would, rec- I would say it's a must-watch. I think it's a great way to begin the new year, the new Bollywood year. And um, Akshay Kumar, the performances were great in that movie. Everybody who was in that movie was fabulous. Nimrat Kaur, even though her role wasn't that substantial, whatever role she did have, I think she played it really well as um, his wife. And I also really like Poor Kohli. I think it's really nice to see him on screen after a long time. I last saw him in that Juhi Chawla movie and um, with Sanjay Suri, so I, it was really nice to see him, and I really liked him ever since Hippie so that was nice. And yeah, I... So there will be a review of that. Um, so let's just jump straight into gossip. Now, it's been a, I guess, a, str- a strange last two weeks in Bollywood, I suppose. Um, so of course, I guess the biggest news in the last two weeks is probably that uh, uh, Farhan Akhtar and Adun Akhtar, um, Farhan Akhtar's wife, are getting a divorce. Now, to be honest, I think divorce and marriage has kind of come the norm in Bollywood. I mean, I'm not really surprised when a Bollywood marriage doesn't work out. But I guess I was really surprised to hear this. I guess all the chatter began. And I suppose like late, I guess I would say late December, maybe halfway through December, I guess that's when chatter really started and all these blind articles were coming out by Rajiv Masand like midday and all that. And they were saying, they were hinting out that 
um, this um, woman and this man have been s split, um, been separated for quite some time now. And I guess the thing that really broke the camel's back was the fact that he was sleeping around or having an affair with um, his co-star um, on the film that he's currently working on or was working on. Now it's not clear what um, who Farhan Akhtar is having an affair with. I mean, I guess they're kind of two names right now that are being thrown in. Um, first was Shraddha and Aditi. So, of course, Aditi Rahadri just did that movie was here with um, Farhan Akhtar that starred like Neelith and Mukesh. Like I said, Aditi, Farhan, Amitabh. So, it had quite the star cast. And, um, of course, he's shooting Rock On 2 with Arjun Rampal, Shraddha, Purab Kohli again. So, I mean, you know, he's doing that. So, and with um, Prachi Desai, who was also in the first one. So yeah, I mean, look, I think when a marriage falls apart, it's sad and um, it can be it's upsetting. And I don't wish divorce upon anybody. I mean, look, there have been rumours for quite some time about other people's marriages also falling apart. Recently, I read a blind article, I think it was by Rajiv Masan, or maybe it was by... Um, like a media outlet, um, like a print media outlet, I'm not sure. Maybe sometimes with India or Midday or something like that, or Mumbai Mirror. But basically they were insinuating that um, Goldie Bale, he's the um, producer, and Sonali Bandre, who is the actress from the 90s and 80s, and she's still doing movies, and she did a TV show on um, Life OK called Ajeeb Dasitahir, and I, I actually really like that serial. I would highly recommend everybody... Check it out. It's inspired from, like, a guess good wife, but it's a very good TV show. Anyway, so I guess they've been chitter-chatter about his marriage was falling apart, and I guess Rumor Mel has been going crazy, and, of course, Shah Rukh Khan and Priyanka Chopra, there's been talk about that since, like, what, 2011, 2010, when they started shooting Dawn in, like, I think it was Germany or something like that, so, I mean, I know we shouldn't give too much fodder to these, um... I guess blind items into these rumors, but I mean we've seen a few marriages fall apart in the past couple of years. We saw Konkanasi and Sharma and um, Ranveer Shori recently announced that they're getting divorced. Um, Suzanne Roshan and um, Rithik Roshan announced a divorce in 2011, and there were rumors about them since way back in 2010 when Kites was releasing with Barbara Mori. And I remember they came on Coffee with Karin to dispel all those rumors and. They were act acting like, you know, everything's well in their marriage and it's all hunky-dory and, you know, they all came on that Coffee with Karen episode and they dispelled it, dispelled those rumours. And <laughs> um, there was actually quite a funny tweet that was on Twitter saying that the whole Zindi and Amaligi Dubara cast has either broken up from their spouses or are divorced. Now, that's I guess that's the case for everybody, pretty much. Rithik Roshan's no longer with Suzanne. Um... Uh, Abed was no longer with his longtime girlfriend Prachi this side, and he did that movie one by one or something like that that released I think in early 2010 which um, I actually liked that movie so I mean it was it was a kind of chick flick I mean it was a nice movie to watch once and watch it and forget it and um, who else was in the movie Abed Rithik Roshan, Farhan Akhtar of course is no longer with his wife Aduna Kalki is no longer with Anurag Kashyap and Katrina Kaif, well, if rumours are to, believe, to be believed, they're no longer together. And, um, yeah, so I, it's just sad. I mean, divorce. And um, they have two kids. And I actually do not know this, but apparently um, 
Farhan Akhtar has been, this is his second divorce, and he was married to a lady called Rima Jane. Now, I had no clue about that. I just assumed this was his first marriage, and yeah, I think they got married, uh, Adhuna and him got married in 2000, and it's t- beginning of 2016 now, so, um, 16, so yeah, I mean, look, it's sad, but I mean, for, I mean, Adhuna, uh, is it was a quite a renowned hairstylist prior to meeting with um uh, Farhan, and it's not like she doesn't have anything to fall on. Um, she also has those hair st- um hair products, those hair styling products. I believe a company is called Be Blunt, and she's a, I believe she's a founder and the CEO of that company. So she's I think doing very well for herself, and um you know I wish the both of them the best. And if Farhan is having an affair, well I mean. If rumors are to be to be believed about the reason why they're getting a divorce, of course they both release a statement. Um. So yeah, but I mean, if he's having an affair, I mean, the affair must have really been the last thing that was like, that's it, I'm done with you, you know, let's move on. So I, I mean, anyway, moving on to now, there has been a lot of talk about Katrina Kaif's awful hair color. That red, disgusting red, which I think is so... I don't... It just doesn't look remotely even good on her. Like, I know for some... Yeah, okay, see, see, so the whole controversy is basically that... I guess throughout the shooting of Fithur... By the way, speaking of Fithur, um, Tabu's red hair colour looks much better than Katrina's. I just have to say that. But anyway... Um, so she and her entourage would fly to and from, so from like Mumbai to uh, London and London and back, etc. And she would go in for these, um, I guess, hair colorings over the period of the shooting. And it cost producers 55 lakhs to fly. So it wasn't just the hair coloring per se, it was also the hotel, you know, the, the hotel, you know, the plane fare. Apparently she flew in um, first class and her entourage flew in like business and economy but anyway so and now there's a huge controversy about it and I guess I mean they will speak and this um I, I guess blind I don't, don't know if it was a blind item but this news came out two three weeks ago but it really blew up I think two days ago when Sapna Bhavnani who was on um Big Boss I believe she was on season five and she was a girl who kind of um there was a huge controversy about her when she came out and said, I think Salman Khan was a man beater or something like that. But the whole Ashwarya, I think. But anyway, that's off topic. And Sapna's also styled um, many Bollywood um, actors. I believe she's cut the hair, cut hair of the likes of like um, John Abraham, Bipasha Basu. She's even, she, I believe she's a hairstylist for, stylist for MS Dhoni. I mean, so you know, I guess she's quite well known. Um, but I guess Big Boss really gave her the prominence. But anyway, she basically said that her hair looks horrible. I totally agree with that. I mean, when she went, debuted in Cannes of 2015, she wore that Oscar de la Rente dress and that Ellie Saab dress. I mean, that hair, red hair, was not doing her any favours. I mean, in my opinion, she looked bad. Like, I even, I, I don't understand, like, I mean, everybody looked great at Cannes and she looked horrible. I, I like the dresses she wore. Aesthetically, she looked nice. It was just the hair that was horrible to look at and just, I don't want to see that hair colour on anybody. But anyway, Sapna came out and said that producers and, I guess, directors and um, Bollywood actors themselves are not willing to spend that sort of money for an Indian hairstylist, but rather they would go abroad and colour their hair. And 
I understand where Sapna's coming from. Now, I, whilst I don't, I don't think this is a racism issue per se. I don't think there's anything racist about this, but I definitely think this think that this brings up the broader issue that we always turn to the white. The white left what uh, India got dependence in forty seven. We're now sitting in two thousand and sixteen, so it's been what forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Like, sorry. It's been, sorry, many years since that, and um, we're still turning to the white people, and I totally agree. I think this really does bring out a bigger issue that about how we, you know, we turn to white actors, we have white background dancers, um, so I think it brings out, brings out a bigger issue. And as far as Katrina's hair goes, everybody thinks it's ugly. I haven't met a single person who says it looks good on her. She should, and by the way, I just want to talk about Katrina Kaif for one second. I have not seen her do anything different with her hair since 2003 when she de debuted in Boom with like Padma Lakshmi and you know Zenith Aman and Amitabh Bachchan and that whole gang. I mean, her hair color has not changed at all. I'm not hair color, her hairstyle. I mean, she's done how many movies? She's been in the industry since 2003, went on 2016. 13 years and her hair has not changed. She still does those waves, that black hair straight, I remember one year she had bangs. I remember I saw her in the film film. I'm like, oh, Katrina, you did something different with your hair for once. But it's it looks the same. I mean, whatever. I, I just let's move on. Now, now Ruthie Roshan came out um, and said, in regards to the rumors about him dating uh, Kangana Ranaut, that I'm more likely to be in a relationship with the Pope than with um, Kangana. Of course, Kangana. Um, you know, she bited back. Um, is anybody surprised? Kangana or not? Just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And to be honest, I'm over her statements. Like, anyway. So, I mean, Rithik Roshan came out and said that. And um, I must say, it was a very entertaining, uh, you know, it's very entertaining to just, I guess, watch and how it all played out in the past, like, a span of two, three days. Now my take on Kangana Ranaut is I think she's a good actress. I liked her in gangster fashion. I even liked her in um that movie she did with our mother and I don't know what's my new return the first one and I didn't like the second one as much as I liked the first one, but I think she's a good actress and sorry, it's thundering outside so you might hear some thunder in the background, but that we'll just ignore that. But anyway, so yeah, I mean I I, I like Kangana Ranaut, but her statements, I'm sick of them like she, when Kati Bhatti was came, came out, she was making crazy statements left, right, and center about how, you know, good friends means F buddies. I mean, Kangana, maybe you would know more about that than we would because apparently, allegedly, you've banged everybody from Adhyan Suman to Aditya Panjoli to Ajay Devgan. Apparently, you were having an affair when um, Stardust exposed you in that very scathing expose that they wrote. So, I mean, Kangana, you wouldn't know anybody, <laughs> no better than anybody, what it means to be friends with benefits. Anyway, she's made all these statements about Deepika and how she was allegedly, you know, she would never take, she doesn't, she you know, she doesn't have a die being backed behind her name, etc. And, um, you know, she hasn't had a godfather. I mean, you were in a relationship with Aditya Panjoli when you were 17, allegedly. So, I mean... I mean, she's like, I've never had a sugar daddy, etc., etc. I mean, Aditya's, um, Aditya's one. Aditya Panjoli is your, um, uh, your, I guess, your sugar daddy, I suppose. 
So, I mean, look. Um, also, a couple of years ago, there was also a rumour how Kangana and Salman would meet on their sex and all that, so... I think I'm gonna run all statements. I don't take them seriously anymore. I mean, to be honest, I think Queen is a very overrated movie. Like, everybody was like, it was the best movie of 2014. I mean, we saw what Vikas Bale made after Queen. He made Shandar, and that was just... I don't know what that movie was, and the less said about it, the better. But, you know. So, Kangana and Renault, Queen was overrated. Everybody was like, Queen was amazing, and I didn't think it was that great. I mean... I guess that it was kind of not not a coming of age story, but how this girl who's kind of put in a bubble goes out into wherever where does she go Europe, and she finds her true self, and she realizes that husband or no husband, she will be fine, and you know blah 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 blah. And I didn't think that movie was that great, but anyway, so back onto Rithik and um, Kangana. Kangana, I she needs at this point she needs to shut her mouth. Uh, Rithik Roshan, I mean, uh, the guy has is known for his flings. He's had many affairs with many different women, if rumors are to be believed. And um, yeah, moving on. <laughs> I have nothing left to say about Kangana Rithik, but um, so I guess also what happened this week was we're back to talking about Katrina and Beer. Now apparently, this whole Ranbir and Katrina breakup is all a PR gimmick. Now I don't understand how are breakup stories going to help bring people into movie halls to watch Fitur. I am not going to go and watch Fitur because Katrina and Ranbir broke up. I'm going to go and watch Fitur because I like Aditya Roy Kapoor. That's why I'm going to go and watch Fitur, or because I I think the music of Fitur is beautiful. That's why I'm going to go and watch Fitur. I'm not going to go and watch Fitur because Ranbir and Katrina worked out um broke up. And we've seen this before, you know, marketing gimmicks and these PR gimmicks that clearly backfire. I mean, it backfired in Tamasha. Uh, Ranbir and uh, Deepika were making all these statements about how they'll always love each other and how uh, Ranbir has seen, really seen the growth of Deepika since their breakup and, you know, you know all this ridiculousness that they were saying. And um, that movie... Pfft, you know, it didn't do that great at the box office as well as not as great as producers would have liked that movie to do. So, I mean, these gimmicks don't work and um, I'm not going to watch Fitur because Ranbir and Katrina broke up. I'm not going to do that. But anyway, so I guess it's a bit... uh, You know, my take on PR gimmicks and all that, they don't work. They always backfire. We've seen them backfire in the past. And they don't do anything. I mean, same with Shandar. Shandar, they over-promoted that movie, like, on social media. And then, uh, Alia was very defensive about, you know, uh, Shaiskabu's, um wife, Myra, and their marriage. And, you know, she, they had all this dub smashes stuff. And in most cases, it doesn't work. It doesn't make people flock to the cinema. So, I mean... You know, these marketing gimmicks need to stop, I think, ASAP. And people will come to the cinema hall because they want to watch a movie. Not because of the way it's marketed. And I applaud how some movies, are, like how Wazira is marketed. It wasn't overly promoted on social media, which I actually appreciate. And, you know, same with Elif. It wasn't overly promoted on um, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or, you know, whatever these social media sites. And same with... um. Fitu, I mean, nor neither Aditya, Roy Kapoor, 
is not on social media nor is Katrina Kaif. So I appreciate it because I feel like on social media these days, you don't know what to take seriously and what not to take seriously. I mean, a lot of whatever comes out is fake. And we all know that these um, producers, actors, you know, praising each other's work. I mean, what if they're paid to do it? Um, you know, so I don't take what people say on Twitter seriously. I judge something for myself. Um, I also take whatever critics have to say. Also with a pinch of salt. I don't t- take, you know, Anupama Chopra says seriously, that seriously. I mean, I do take it seriously because I do think she's a bit more of a credible critic. But, you know, I think you take everything with a pinch of salt. And yeah, um, so I guess we'll kind of move on to um, magazines. I'd also like to talk about magazines because there have been a lot of um, magazines that came out in the last couple of days. Now, I guess the biggest one was Film Fair. And by the way, speaking of Film Fair, why haven't in Film Fair on, um, this, um, on this month's Film Fair cover we have the lovely Sanakshi Sinha. Um, why haven't, why hasn't Film Fair done an uh, issue on where they have all the award winners of the Film Fair Awards? I guess that will be next um, uh, issue. But anyway, basically Sanakshi Sinha, um, so basically the cover of that is she's kind of in this bohemian, very, there's a lot of jewellery on. She has nude lipstick, a bit of a smoky eye going on, but anyway, um, so basically it says, for Sunakshi Sinha's section of the, um, a cover, it says, yippee, the dramatic transformation of Sunakshi Sinha, then it says, Jacqueline and Rithik are new BFFs, SRK plays Daddy Cool, and Karan Singh Grover says, Bipashe, so speaking of Karan Singh Grover, he also admitted that he's been an alcoholic for 10 years, and then he kind of came out with this campaign, I guess, about drinking and how he's been sober for 11 months. So, I mean, good for him. Apparently, Bapasha Basu has really been the driving force of him, I guess, kind of changing his life. Um, I guess it wasn't Jennifer Winget or um, that Nigam. I don't know what that girl's name was, but I know her last name was Nigam, and she's married, and I believe she's a fashion designer now. But anyway, uh, good for Karen for staying sober for 11 months, and... Um, Anyway, also on the cover it says, I, Priyanka Chopra admits that she's in a relationship. Now, I actually haven't read this um, issue yet, but I guess I'll read it along with you guys. Uh, so apparently Priyanka Chopra is to sing the national anthem. Oh, wow. Oh, I did not know that. It says, this time she's planning to sing the national anthem. The anthem will be played before the screening of the ne- her next release. Jay Gangajal, she's the second actor after Mitha Bachchan to do so, and she's very excited about the new venture. Well, good for her. And yeah, speaking of Sanakshi Sinha as well, apparently she's um, dating an entrepreneur called Bunti Sajde. And um, yeah, apparently this is their second go around in their relationship. And he's dated some prominent actors in the past as well. So good for him, I guess. It also says in this magazine that. Katrina Kaif, it seems, is planning to get her belly button pierced. Really? And sh- and it also says that she's not the first actress to attempt this prank Chopra who has had her belly piercing accessorized with beautiful diamonds. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, I also read that on Pink Villa. I'm like, I don't know why people's navel piercings are getting an article, why they're even making news. So it says, Rithik 
and Jacqueline are friends. While on Rithik Roshan, rumours are rife about his budding friendship with Jacqueline Fernandez. Tongues started wagging when the two were seen chilling at a party. Wasn't he also recently, there's a blind item, I believe, by Rajiv Masan saying that he was really close to Shweta Nanda, Amitabh Bachchan's eldest daughter. Uh, I guess his only daughter, I suppose. So, yeah. I guess that's also there. Um, apparently, Preeti has a new man in her life. Preeti has been missing from the social scene for quite a while. The actress has all but settled in Los Angeles. Talk is that she's gearing up for some big projects in Hollywood. Of course she won't spill the beans beans just as yet. She's waiting to sign on the dotted line before the big announcement. The actress will be back in India once IPL season starts. There are whispers also of a man in her life. Apparently she's serious about him. Oh wow, I did not know that. Good for Preeti. I mean I don't what was her last movie? Ishkin Paris? Uh, I like the songs of that movie. I did not watch the movie. I believe it's on Netflix, or maybe it isn't. I don't know, but anyway. And then there's also something about Ranbir and Katrina. It says, Ranbir and Katrina made the paparazzi jewel. Oh, no, this is when they came out on that Christmas um, luncheon that happens at the Kapoor Khandan. So I guess that was before their breakup. And I don't understand. Just speaking of their breakup briefly. Um, I think like a week before this whole news came out about their breakup, they were spotted kissing on their bal- on the balcony of their Bandra home. So uh, whatever that was, I-, I don't think anybody's taking that seriously. And then there's also something on Fifth where it says release date 12th, um, uh, no, uh, 12th February 2016. Banner UTV Motion Pictures produces Siddharth Roy Kapoor, Aditya's brother and Abhishek Kapoor. Director Abhishek Bachchan uh, Kapoor. <laughs> Music, Amit Trivedi, cast, Aditya Roy Kapoor, Katrina Kev, and Tabu, of course. And the plot of this movie is basically, the story follows a young Kashmiri boy, Noor. His, his muse, Firdu, Firdas, Fir, uh, I do not know how to pronounce that, and her mercurial Begum, Tabu. 13-year-old Noor falls in love with Firdas, the daughter of the Begum, the wealthiest woman in town. By the way, this movie looks very much like Heather, I must say. Um, Heather, it really reminds me of that. Just, like, aesthetically, and you know, speaking about Kashmir. And, of course, he- Heather was a remake of Othello? No, of Hamlet, sorry. Shakespeare's Hamlet. So, yes. Of course, that's all great. And I also really like um, Film Fair's fashion and beauty section. Like, they do, like, a get the look. I also really like that of um, things that are available in India and how they speak about how, I guess, how, how you can incorporate these actors' style into your wardrobe. So I really also like their fashion section. And they also speak about jewellery, clothes and everything. So I really like all of that. And then they also follow these stars on their trips and all that. So I really like that magazine. And yeah, uh, so basically, so Nakshi Sinha's interview... Oh, wow. Um, basically, okay, so I guess the title is Tomorrow if I become skinny, what's the point? I won't be able to work well. I'll fall sick all the time. I know that's not my body structure, not my body type. I've worked very hard to look the way I look. I looked I, the way I look today. I used to weigh 95 kilos. What more do you want from me? I just want to speak about Bollywood actors and weight. 
Um, Pariniti Chopra, of course, is looking... I think she looks good, but she's lost a lot of weight. And she, of course, was once overweight um, when she studied in the UK, Manchester, and all that. And she's admitted it herself, and she's spoken about that in many interviews, about her weight and all that. So, I, I mean... Uh, my take on actors losing the weight, I don't think you'll... I understand that Bollywood is a visual medium and vanity to a degree is everything, you know, but I don't think there was anything wrong with how Praniti Chopra looks. And I like how Sanakshi Sinha looks. She doesn't look like Deepika or Katrina or, you know, any of, like, the Yami Gothams of the world. And same goes for Musha, um, Musha, Huma Qureshi, who was, of course, on that Femina cover and, you know... She spoke about weight and all that. I, I think these actors look fine. Sorry if you guys can hear the rain. It's thundering up here. But anyway, um, yeah, they, so they all speak about weight. To be honest, I think these actors look fine. I think you do not need to be a stick. You do not need to be a Deepika Padukone. You do not need to be Katrina, um, Karina Kapoor, size zero of 2008. You do not need to look like that. You need to look... I think Sunachi Sinha looks great. Um, she doesn't look like a stick, and she's admitted that she's not a stick. So I, I think this kind of body shaming, and I know a lot of people criticize how these actors look on social media. I understand that, but I mean, just accept it and move on. You know, I feel like people are very quick to judge, and I mean, I, I admire the way that she looks. She's not a stick, and I think, you know... Um, I guess body shaming really is a big issue. The same, you know, so the same goes to Parinithi or Huma who have been criticized about their weight. Even when Ashwarya Rai was there, everybody was, um, when she had her baby, like in 2011, like, to, I remember 2012 and 2013, everybody was criticizing her because of how she looks. I thought Ashwarya Rai looked beautiful the way she was, and I think she still looks good now. Of course, she had that, I guess, that working out song. When Jasba, in the beginning of Jasba, where she was, you know, doing like, I guess, Pilates-esque moves and all that. So, I guess everybody loves to talk about these actors' weight and all that. But, I, I mean, you know, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Sunakshi also says in this interview that... What else does she say? She says that while growing up, I was uh, just speaking about the weight thing. She also says I was overweight. I used to get bullied in school. People called me all sorts of names, but I used to give it back. And that has been my training ground. School prepared me on how to handle bullies. I was a confident child. Good for her. I mean, I really, I do admire her outlook on weight and how she's handled all these people who just shame her on how she looks and I bullied her on social media. But anyway, she also says I have no regrets about doing masala films. I've done I've, films I've done today. Wherever I am is because of these films. You can go back to the remotest village and they will know me. I've worked in these films. Nobody can do 20 Luteras as if I want to. So, um, look, I don't think Sunakji Sinha is the greatest actress. I mean, she won that film for award for The Bang in 2010 with Ren or 2011 with Ranveer Singh and that was all great, but I don't think Sanakshi Sin has proven herself. She's done what Action Jackson, and she did that movie with um, uh, um, Arjun Kapoor that kind of sunk without a trace, and you know she's done all of that. And the only good film of, I actually really liked of hers was Lutera. And when we yeah, like I said, the only film of Sanakshi Sin I actually liked was Lutera, and I didn't think she's proven herself after that. But anyway, let's just move on from Sanakshi Sinha now. Um, what else is in this magazine? Salman Khan. 
Oh wow. Um. Okay, so guys, Karen Singh Grover says Bipasha is unbelievably hot. Bipasha and I are close. We care a lot for each other. We love each other's company. She has a heart of gold. I mean, hasn't this stuff been going on since like Alone? And didn't Alone come out like in January of 2015, so last year? I mean, because I remember when um, Bipasha Basuf, um, you know, when they started for shooting this film, there were rumors about how Karen and her did not get along, and now they're going on vacation to the Maldives and um, to uh, Thailand. I mean, yeah, and he was in Hate Story 3, and he played. S- um, who did he play? He played Sorb Singanya. I mean, guys, Karen Singrover. I mean, I don't know what to say about him. And his quote um, about the drinking, how I previously spoke about, he says, I have been heartbroken in the past and I drank a lot for 10 years. I got sucked into the habit and I quit alcohol. Now I am 11 months clean. Good for him, I guess. Um, yeah, and he's been married twice, and, um, now he's in a relationship with the Bapasha. So anyway, let's just move on from that. So, I guess this month's, or this, um, issue's feature article, the big bucks stop here. Rachit Gupta profiles the big box office hits and misses of 2015, so this just speaks about the year that was 2015 in the cinema. So, Bajirao... Mastani vs. Dilwale was the box office event of the year. The clash fueled social media frenzy for more than a month. But by the way, Dilwale, Kajal recently came out and said that she should not have done um, Dilwale and it was a mistake and she only did it because Shah Rukh Khan talked her into doing it. My take on this is you are not forced to do anything. You, I understand that there are bankable couple and I understand why people would want to see them on screen again. I personally do not get that nostalgic um, vibe from them, but I know a lot of people do. So I, I, I understand why she may have done this movie, but Shah, this movie has not performed to Shah Rukh Khan's, ex, um, sh- uh, to Shah Rukh Khan's expectations either, just financially speaking. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, Dilwale was in the great, the best movie of 2015. I think it was up there with the worst. I mean, there were a lot of bad movies in 2015, but. Dilwale was definitely up there. Now, of course, we know Baji Amistadi is doing much better at the box office than Dilwale. Um, even though Dilwale uh, initially was doing better internationally, um, Baji Amistani is the film now that's, I guess, winning at the box office. And I think Baji Amistani will, I think, come victorious out of this big box office clash. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen a Shah Rukh Khan movie and a Sanjay Leela Bansali movie go you know, her ten in um, Diwali of 2007, uh, Savriya with Dunbir and Sonam, and um, then they had Om Shanti on Farah Khan, Om Shanti Om with uh, Deepika Bauman, who was Bauman and Rani in there? Actually, I don't think he was. I think it was Shreya Stalpin and Shah Rukh Khan and the whole gang. So, I mean, box office clashes, of course one person is going to win and one person is going to lose, and mm, I mean, Diwali has lost, and... Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I I understand when these big movies go head to head. The same happened with Bang Bang when Bang Bang came out. Um, Heather was a better movie, but Heather lost out because Bang Bang was a more, I guess, commercial movie. And it was a film that was marketed more 
And of course, Dying Bang did not perform to expectations there even, um, but, you know, I mean, what can you do? Clashes happen, and we've seen a couple in t the year of 2015, but, I mean, if, if when two movies release on the same day, both pro the production houses both lose, because they eat out of each other's business anyway. But, um... And I really liked Rohit Shetty's response to this and um, about how he spoke about Bajia Mastani. He, there was no like animosity about it releasing on the same day. He was very respectful about it. He's like, when he um, spoke to Rajiv Masan. So even Rohit Shetty knows how, and he's like, he knows that his movies are masala, the movies, they're there for a family audience. And you know, he's very well aware of his audience. So, you know, I think all of that's great. But anyway, so. Basically, oh wow, so Gubber is Back was a hit, it made 80 crores, Dilwale a hit, made 145 crores, uh, what other movie was it? Bajrangi Bhaijan made 316 crores, it was deemed as a blockbuster, <laughs> Bajra Mastani made 170 crores, hit, Prem Ratan Dan Bhaiyo made 198 crores, hit, super hit. The Masha made 67 crores hit. Now, wasn't there like conflicting like articles and sources that came out about the Masha, whether it was a hit or a flop? But anyway, Hamari <laughs> Aduri Kohani made 35 crores. That was a flop. And that was based on Mahesh Bhatt's life. I mean, how many movies has this man made about his life? Or maybe it was, this was based on his mother's life. I mean, I don't know how many movies Mahesh Bhatt's made on his personal life. I mean... Avarapan wasn't like Volam, not Volam here. He did this movie with Pooja, but many, many years ago. Wasn't that also based on his life? He's had a lot of movies based on his life. And after watching those movies, I feel like he's had quite a depressive life. I mean, if all that shit has happened in your life, excuse my French, but you know. Anyway, Phantom made 50 crores at the box office. That was also a flop. Tanu with Manu Return, uh, 150 crores. The box office, it was deemed a blockbuster. ABC2, 104 crores. Super hit Shandar. I think Shandar was really that movie that everybody was expecting magic and fireworks from. And um, yeah, it, I mean, it was a bad movie. And Vikas Bell, I mean, maybe he is a one-hit wonder. Um, I think that's what the industry talk was. And then didn't he go on to say that his movie will become a cult? I do not think... Uh, Shandar can compare to a film like Karan Arjun or Andaz Apnapna. Those are cult movies. Shandar is not going to go down as a cult movie. In fact, I think it's going to go down as, I guess, a film that really shows that, yeah, you may make one really good movie, but that doesn't mean you're a good director. I mean, I'm not saying that Vikas Bell's a bad director, but, you know, I mean... It just shows that maybe he is a one-hit wonder. And um, anyway, we can move on. Masan made 3.75 crores was a hit. Piku, 78 crores hit. 92 crores baby made hit. Badlapur, 49 crores hit. Damlagake Haisha, 29 crores hit. <laughs> Bombay Velvet, 20 crores flop. Tevar, 37 crores flop. Brothers, 79 crores average. Jazba, 23 crores average. Dalvar, 30 crores hit. Hero, made 31 crores flop. Oh, wow. 
Dil Dalakne though made 77 crores hit, Drisham 75 crores. I guess this is Achay Devgan's big hit after a while because he has been doing some bad, bad movies. So yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's it for Film Fair this month. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think there's anything else in this month's Film Fair. Yeah, of course they had the reviews and Wazir's first weekend opening collection was 21 crores. That's good. I mean, the movie did get polarizing reviews, so I guess that's nice to see. And by the way, am I the only one? But I did not like Shatrugan Sinha's rapid fire round at the end that they do of every film of a magazine. I mean, to be honest, I did not care about his opinions. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Every month of... Like, I they started this like two, three years ago. Shatrugan Sinha has his, like, I guess his column in Film Fan. I'm like, does anybody even read that? Because honestly, I do not read it. So, <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to talk about Priyanka Chopra was on um, this month, or I guess January's, February's 2016 issue of Elle. And um, actually, I have not read it, but I bought the magazine. And um, I guess I'm just reading this along with you guys. I'm just trying to find her article on what page. Oh, and by the way, I actually do not, um, I buy these magazines all online, so I buy them from an app called Magstar, and I'm not being sponsored by them, I'm just, you know, talking about them, and, um, I really like Magstar, I've been using it for many years now, and, um, I highly recommend it. What does this say? It says, starring Tiraji P. Hansen, Priyanka Chopra, Viola Davis, Julia Lewis, Dreyfus and Olivia Wilde, plus the women of Unreal Blinds, what crazy ex-girlfriends are. What is this? I guess this must be a TV special. Global Intelligence. She is the Jennifer Lawrence plus Anderson plus Lopez's Bolly Lopez of Bollywood, a star of Building Weightage. Now Priyanka Chopra is all yours every Sunday nights on ABC's hit show Quantico. Now, actually, um, I have not watched... I watched two episodes of Quantico. Actually, I didn't even finish the second episode of Quantico. Um, I do not like Quantico, I must say. Um, I find it... I actually am not really into, like, these C... Not CBI. FBI, policemen, terrorist shows, and... Um, yeah, I like Branca Chopra, but um, Quantico... I don't know. I mean, apparently this show is really doing great in America. And even in Australia, apparently the ratings are really good. But I'm not watching Quantico. Um, I just find the premise and the storyline just, it's not of interest to me. I know this came from the same guy who um, produced Gossip Girl and all that. But I mean, I like Gossip Girl. I do not like Quantico, I must say. So it says, I'm a, so basically she says that in this movie, it's popcorn television about Quantico, and I'm a big fan of pop entertainment. I watch Castle, I believe as an actor, I can create anything into my own form of art. She would know a veteran of some 50 Indian films, classic, oh my god, where did my magazine go? Anyway, we're having technical issues here. Oh, my iPad just shut down randomly. Oh, wow. 
anyway, basically, um, I don't know, Quantico, I don't know if you guys are watching it, but I certainly am not watching it. And uh, apparently in India, the, in India, there was this huge controversy about what she kissed the guy, I guess she's romantically paired opposite against, and I remember how there were all these images of this, like, bath, or not bath, um, like, I guess this shower sex scene, I was like, honestly, Indian media, don't you have anything else to imp- report of importance? I mean, reporting this rub, you know, even, like, if you go on YouTube, if you go on, like, these, like, I don't know, like, these weird YouTube channels, like, like, Bollywood backstage or something, they always, like, zoom on, like, they talk about, like, sex scenes in the movie, and they're, like, I know, the title might be Sunny Leone having sex. I'm like, she's not having, I mean, though she's a porn star, we won't talk about that. But even though she's a porn star, like, she's not having sex, it's all acting. I don't know, I can't speak about her porn career, however, I can speak about that. So, basically this issue is, issue of L, I guess, covers all the big people in television right now and um yeah i mean good for her for making the cover of l it does not just feature her who else does it feature it features viola davis i believe she was a f- wasn't she like the first black or um uh i guess an african-american to win an emmy so i i, I that's how i know her i do not watch any of her shows <laughs> taraji p henson uh, i do not know who she is <laughs> oh she's on empire Oh, well, I did not know that. Who is this? Basically, this issue just covers, I guess, TV's finest and biggest right now in, um, I guess, Hollywood. And, yeah, so I guess this is the wrap-up of the magazine sections. And I'll meet you guys to talk about um, the review of Airlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
So the review of Airlift. Now this movie came out, I believe, on the 22nd of January. So very close to Republic Day. And um, this movie, in a way, does feel very patriotic. Now, of course, this movie stars... Um, Akshay, Akshay Kumar is actually the lead, I guess, the main man. And I guess the... I, I don't I, I don't think Nimrath Gore was a supporting actor, however, I'm just going to kind of group her that way. So I guess the most prominent supporting actors were, of course, Purab Kohli and Nimrath Gore. Now, we know Purab Kohli from Hip Hip Hooray, and he did a bunch of movies. He did Rock On and all of that, so he's quite a good actor. Um, and I think this is the most different role I've ever seen him in. He's not playing, like, a lover boy... Uh, you know, there's like, I guess those stereotypical generic role that, roles that, you know, Bollywood churns out. None of that. And um, Nimrath Kaur plays, um, so um, Pura plays a man called Ibrahim. And um, uh, Nimrath plays a lady called Amrita Katyal. And um, Akshay Kumar plays a gentleman called Ranjit Katyal. Now, this movie begins with, I guess, Akshay Kumar. So, um... Basically, the premise of the movie is that this movie is based on a true event. Um, it's the biggest in the. It's been recording the world's Guinness Book of Records as the biggest mass um civilian mass civilian evacuation out of I guess a war zone in history. And this um air, it's hence the name airlift. And of course, Air India airlifted them out of Jordan. And um, so yeah, it's based on a true event. And um. Now, I, there's been a lot of controversy about the sequence of events. Now, true to actual fact, this is... Now, I think what people need to keep in mind, this is a movie. Of course, things are going to be heightened. You know, there's going to be a more, bit more drama. And everything may not be the truth. And uh, I, like people are mad. And people who... Um, the Kuwaitis, who were living, the Indians who were living in Kuwait and, you know, who were evacuated man came out and wrote I guess like an open letter about how none of it was true it's a movie and I think that's what people do need to keep in mind it's not you know they they even said it's not true to fact it's not like a documentary of any sorts or you know anything of like that so you you know we take it you don't take it on face value you just it's like Joe Akbar or Bajir Mastani everybody came out like oh yeah uh, Priyanka Chopra's character could not dance because of arthritis and all that, you know. It's a movie. Don't take it on face value. Just take it for what it is. Enjoy it. But anyway, so basically this movie starts out with starts um, with uh, Akshay Kumar Ranjit, his character Ranjit, closing off a deal with, I guess, the, I guess he was the, I think he was the Emma of Kuwait, I believe. I guess they were kind of closing down a deal. And um, Akshay Kumar plays a very successful, financially very secure and rich Indian who does not he does not identify himself as an Indian but rather as a Kuwaiti and ha somebody even in the film de describes him as a, a shrewd businessman and um, yeah so him and his wife are living in Kuwait and this is set and this all happens in August of 1990 so basically he closes the deal with the Emir and um, basically then they go to this item number and by the way I one criticism I do have about this movie is that they're unnecessary songs. I like the first item number, I think it was called Dil, Dil Cheese Dil That was fine, I liked it. I understand why it was there. However, the rest of the songs, I do not know why they were there. I mean, they weren't bad songs, they are listenable. You can play them on your iPod or phone or iPhone or whatever. 
I mean, they're good songs. Uh, they're fine, but I don't think they actually fit into the movie. I mean, uh, so, you know, sometimes I feel like, I mean, Baby didn't have that many songs, right? Even Special Topics didn't have any songs. I mean, they had that one night, like, I guess, item number with the Punjabi actress. But, you know, uh, they felt like they were there for a reason. Some of these songs just felt out of place. But anyway, so basically, they had the item number. Then I guess, I believe in that night, that's when everything kind of starts to unravel. That's when Saddam Hussein, Saddam Hussein, that man who had, uh, of course, he, um, he was executed in 2006 uh, because of all these crimes he had committed against humanity. And basically, Iran had invaded, no, Iraq had invaded Iran, and Iraq had also invaded Kuwait. Basically, it was a war zone. And this all happened in August of 1990, like I said previously. And basically, so the movie kind of... the uh, Ranjit is a character... character who, actually, no, his wife actually is the one who wants to get out of the country. She's seeing, you know, all of this, everything, this chaos... Mind you, this is 1990, so it's not like you could just, you know, it's not how, like, the Syrian crisis is currently being handled. Not, not everybody was aware of what was going on. And, um, yeah, so basically, I really like this movie, I must say. Very good movie. It's a patriotic movie. And basically, so this movie shows, I guess it shows how if all Indians kind of join hands together, regardless of where they are in the world, they can come out and emerge as, I guess, the victors. I, I don't mean that like in like a, like they're going to be the winners sort of sense, but they will come out together. And this, um, I think it was a perfect movie to release around Republic Day and um, yeah, nationalism. You know, patriot. You know, it was quite a patriotic, uh, patriotic movie and, and all of that. So yes. So basically, then the movie goes, uh, you know, on to say um, his wife is like, we need to get out of here, and Akshay Kumar being the businessman that he is, it shows that how through his connections he gets these Kuwaitis, um, these Indians who are living in Kuwait, out of Kuwait. Now, some of the some of the aspects of the movie were not that realistic. However, this movie was... People said that the screenplay was weak of this movie. I did not see it. A lot of people had criticisms. I know a lot... I, I, the, for the most part, the response has been quite uh, good and the feedback's been quite good and people are saying that this is a must-watch movie and a great way for to the beginning of 2016 in like, like in terms of films and it's much hands down much better than Wizier and this is I do believe this is Akshay Kumar's finest performance I have seen him in he's not doing any of that sing is king bling you know welcome you know Kaladi none of that bullshit Chani Chok to China None of that crap is going on in this movie. There's no action, except at the end, there's a bit of action when there's, uh, I believe they're, uh, what are they, Iran, Iranian, no, Iraqi soldiers, or maybe they're from Jordan, and um, basically they're like, um, when they're like, they, fi they find out that the Kuwaiti girl, whom I guess, it's never really implied in the movie, but poor Kohli kind of, you know, uh, I guess kind of takes her in as his wife. But anyway, that's a whole different storyline. Basically, that's the one action scene where <laughs> he beats up all these Ira Iraqi or Iranian, uh, Iraqi, sorry, um, soldiers. So there was only one action scene. Even though the end, however, even though this movie was well-paced, the last 15, 10, 5 minutes were just ridiculous. Too much was happening. Way, way, way too much was happening. 
I mean, I understand that you need to make it quick, and I understand. But even though the movie's called Airlift, they only showed the airlift for like, I believe, like four minutes. And the, the rest of it is just leading up to the events of them driving through Iran, you know, Iraq, and getting to Jordan and then being airlifted. And I also like that this movie does talk about how the Ministry of India, how nobody wants to deal with this, um, I guess, this affair and how it shows kind of the nitty gritty of the whole government and how this guy called, I don't know what his, I think his name was Sanjeev or Sanjeev or something like that, how this guy Sanjeev, he, he, he just happens to be the one who accidentally is forced to pick up the phone that um, Ranjit keeps calling to the ministry so he can find out what's going to happen to the Indians and how they can get out. And this man happens to just pick up the phone, even though initially he's not interested, his father tells him about partition and all of that. And then he phones um, Akshay Kumar and he's like, I'll get you out. And it shows how even the ministry, the uh, the, 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 the the minister of, I think, what is home affairs or something like that, or foreign affairs rather, sorry, does not even care. And um, how at the end he's the one who ends up taking the credit, even though it was Kohli who was doing everything. He was waiting, you know, pestering him, you know, for a couple of days, he waited outside his office for like four hours and all of that. So I, it really does show, I guess, the nitty gritty of all of that. And um, look, this movie I believe is a must watch. Um, even Nimrat Kaur's character, even though it's small and it's a, it's a, it's a supporting role, I wouldn't say she's a main lead. There's no really um, male. There's no really there's no female lead per se. I mean. Even though Nimrat Kaur is, you know, the one doing all the promotions, there is no male, um, female lead, and yeah, she does good. She didn't have that big of a role, but however, when um, that George guy was like to Akshay Kumar after um, after there's been an embargo placed on um, ships that can come in and out of the country. Um, off a Kuwait, uh, not Kuwait, is it the Iraqi borders? And so basically what happens is he goes to meet the Iraqi minister, uh, foreign affairs, I do not know what minister he's for, but, he, but he's under the Saddam Hussein regime, I guess, and how uh, Akshay Kumar has uh, connections with him and how he's like all these, and um, he says that India has always been good to Iraq, um, you know, during the first Gulf War and all of that stuff. And how India really supported um, Iraq, which I actually did not know about this. I had no idea that India had been so helpful. But anyway, so um, Akshay Kumar, and they, it's quite realistic to, be, and it's quite believable that Akshay Kumar, a man of his stature, of his power, would have the clout and the ability to have access to all of these. I guess I, I don't want to call them dignitaries, but like all of these people in powerful places. And basically, he goes to this meeting, and this um. Iraqi man's like, you all of you Indians can leave on this um ship that's coming in with food and um all of that from India, and basically when all hope dies and um because the U.S. or the U.N. rather sorry has placed an embargo on the waters, and all the ships no ships can leave or come in. Basically, this guy I believe his name was Josh George something like that. He basically goes off on Akshay Kumar about. You said that we would get out of here, blah, 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 blah. And then there's this ridiculous song also in between all of that. But anyway, um, you know, um, 
So after all of that happens, Nimrit, he abuses, I guess, the crap out of him. Not literally, but she basically says that he ha- he does not owe anybody anything. He's only doing this out of the goodness of his heart. He, you know, prior to, you know, all of seeing all of these Indians suffering, he did not give a damn about that. He chose not to even associate with, I guess, the nationality Indian and he called himself a Kuwaiti and blah, 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 blah. And she gave this whole speech and uh, she was good in that scene. I think she's a good actress. I believe she's in Homeland. I do not watch Homeland, but I know she's on there. And yeah, I mean, sh- and she was, she's on, she's been on American TV be- before even Priyanka Chopra. So, I mean, good for her. And um, yeah, and she, she, she acted really well. And even the guy who played George, I believe, and um, this other guy, that he was also quite good. I mean, this movie had some really good actors. Uh, it wasn't the most, in terms of screenplay, yes, I do understand where the critics are coming from. It's not the most solid screenplay. However, you know what? For what it is, it's a good movie. You know, I would say take your families, take your grandma, take your grandpa, your great aunt, take everybody. You guys can, you know, have a family excursion to the cinema. And it's quite an enjoyable movie. And this movie, who was this movie directed by? I actually. Now let me see this. This movie. I don't know who the director of this movie is actually. Oh, it says Raja Krishna Menon. I do not know what movies he's done before, but and this movie is produced by Bhushan Kumar and Nikhil Advani, also Monisha Advani, so and Vikram Malhotra. Oh okay. And so Gulshan Kumar and Haryon Bhatia present in association with uh basically i guess ma entertainment the the production house um basically those were the producers behind it and it's quite a good movie and i would highly recommend it and the music is by amil amil malik ankit tiwari and the lyrics are by kumar so yeah basically this movie is very good um towards the end it does get a little patriotic i've actually never this is actually my first i actually watched this movie on republic day so here in Australia, it was 26th of um, 26th of uh, January. It was Australia Day, and in India it was Republic Day. And I've never seen people clap in the cinema. It was quite the scene. People were falling clapping at the airport. Was it, were they at the airport? It was actually never made clear when that flag, the Indian flag, rises, where they were. Were they in India? Uh, were they in at the airport, or were they at an embassy? I don't know where they were. But anyway, when that flag rises, everybody started clapping in the cinema. It's a sight I've never seen in my life before. But anyway, I mean, some parts of this movie are not, they're not made clear. However, I also, what I do want to touch on in this review is that a lot of people, even I, they had never heard of this um, event, of these Indians being airlifted. And apparently, like I said previously, in the, this is in the Guinness Book of Records as um, the biggest civilian operation of um, people being moved out of, I guess, like a war zone to uh, uh, like a more, where a country that's not currently affected by war. And nobody knew about this until this movie came out. A lot of, even Indians, forget me, even Indians didn't know about this. And maybe it was because it was 1990 and media and all that. Now, you know, if this were to happen in today's day and age, we probably would know about it, you know, in a New York second. But, you know, I was just shocked and uh, 
Um, yeah, I think this movie has also brought a lot of aware awareness about history. And I think this is the sort of movies that Akshay Kumar should be doing. Not seeing his bling, not any of that garbage that he has produced. Not acting with shit like crappy actors like, you know, Amy Jackson and, you know, none of Katrina Kaif. None of that nonsense. Do these sort of movies. This is where you look, I, I must say he looked great. Actually, everybody in the movie looked pretty good considering their conditions that they were living in. Um, he looked good. He looked the part. And mind you, this, um, basically this airlift that had happened from Jordan, this was actually done by two men, not just by one. And um, in the, at the end of the movie, they show like a couple of planes going in and out, but it was 500, I guess, aircraft, commercial Air India aircrafts. That went from uh, not Kuwait to from Jordan to Bombay or Mumbai, sorry, rather now as now as it's known. The <laughs> so yeah, I, this highly I, I highly recommend this movie. Acting was great. Yes, there were some problems in the writing, but you know what? And all of these people who are pissed off and angry and about the depiction of the movie, it's a film. Keep keep that in mind. It's not a documentary. It's just based on a true event, based not. It doesn't say it's all factual. So basically, must go and watch this movie. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. And yes, um, so I believe this is a wrap for this episode, second episode. And um, I know I did not cover the segments I said I was going to cover, like highlighting individual um, trailers and music videos. I did not talk about that. I didn't even get through my whole gossip, but I feel like this is going on for way too long. And I didn't talk about fashion. But next week, I don't think, I mean, I guess the next prominent release is Fitur and uh, that comes out on the 12th. So a perfect, I guess, Valentine's Day uh, release. And we all know that's based on great expectations. And I just, a quick mention of Fitur, I just want to talk about that very briefly. And by the way, Airlift is a must watch, go and watch that movie. But just a quick note on Fitur. The way, I don't understand how they're promoting this movie. I mean... Uh, this movie's promotions have just been ridiculous from everything from Katrina's breakup to like even there's a whole Jaga Jasus um, controversy right now how they're pushing the movie back to July and all of that but anyway uh, I don't know how they're promoting this movie I don't think somebody's breakup is going to bring bumps into the seats of cinemas and um also I want to comment on something of fashion quickly there's been a lot of talk about Katrina Kaif's fashion how and how I must say, this is the best she's ever looked. I mean, her, I think her face does look a little weird, I'll admit. I think she's had a bit too much Botox done. Uh, it looks a bit um, puffy and swell, swollen, and um, it's not the best look for her, I must say. But, however, Katrina Kerr's style has definitely improved. Um, she even looks great. She's got a banging body. I mean... Nobody liked her looks at Count Khan. I wasn't a huge fan of her looks at Khan, but I must say she, the body was great. I mean, I know she wore that Oscar de la Rente gown and it looked like, you know, something that she had got out of her, you know, her closet, you know, her lingerie closet and looked like a corset. I understand that. That Ellie Saab dress, that red dress did not do her any favours with her red oval hair that cost apparently 55 lakhs. And Abhishek Kapoor came out denying that. Uh, you know, so mm, I don't know how they're promoting this movie. I must say, however, 
and Nirja comes out in the 90s and Nirja's promotions have been much more much more classy. They are not promoting it how they typically would promote a Sonam Kapoor movie, like how they promoted um Koop Surat or um uh, Prem Ratan or you know Dolly Ki Dolly. I find this is much more sophisticated, I I think, promotion of a film. You know, she recently went to the pri- um the primary school, I believe. Or was it like um middle school or something like that of where Nirja actually attended um, the school she went to in Bombay. So uh, her, I think that promotion has been much more classier than Fitur, you know, his promotions. And I think that's how a movie should be marketed and promoted with class and race, not, you know, you know, releasing crazy statements like how Kangana did for Katibati and putting down your contemporaries and all that, dissing actors. That's not how a movie should be promoted. I think... Even though I personally do not like Sonam Kapoor that much, I find her personality to be obnoxious. I did not like her, especially after I watched that Coffee with Karen episode, uh, you know, and the whole selfie song came out. I was like, I do not like you, Sonam. However, the way she talks about Nirja, Nirja Bano, the actual, the individual, the way she's promoting this movie, it's quite sophisticated. And she's not giving stupid statements. Like, I'm the one who brought Ralph and Russo to, you know, India and all of these actresses who are now wearing it are wearing it because of me. She's not making any of those ridiculous statements or about, you know, PR, people's PR gimmicks or how, you know, I haven't taken a dime from my dad. None of that bullshit. She's, her statements have, I think, much uh, have improved, at least for now they have. And I feel like when you're promoting a film like this, it needs to be done with sophistication and ease and grace. The same way Airlift was promoted. Airlift wasn't overly promoted. They weren't giving stupid statements. Like, I Sanam Re, <laughs> just, I want to talk about just one one more thing before I end this um, episode. How um, Yami Gautam said, um, she said some ridiculous things in this article, how um, me and Fulkit used to um, hug so we could stay warm, and how she was like, pour alcohol on my body and um how I think um Pulkit said she's a fair and lovely girl <laughs> that was such a funny article I mean I highly recommend everybody go and read it and by the way Sunday Rare promotions are not good either uh, completely uh, disgusting I must say and apparently these uh, no, I don't know if it's I guess this may just be like a marketing gimmick but they were like Oh, uh, we started all these rumors about Yami and I having an affair so we can promote the movie. Disgusting. That's all I have to say. But anyway, uh, I hope all of you guys have a lovely day wherever you are, whether you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, evening, or in the night. Um, thank you for sticking it through. Um, for I think this is going to go for more than an hour. And I hope all of you guys have a lovely week and I'll see you next time. Bye! सड़कों पे मैं तेरा इंतजार करूं धीरे धीरे दिल की जमीन को तेरे ही नाम करूं खुद को मैं यूं खो दूं के फिर ना कभी पाऊं 
जिंदगी को अब तेरे हवाले करूं सनम रे सनम रे तू मेरा सनम हुआ रे सनम 